Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know you can still enjoy the finer things while on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode and meet today's host, Rachel Clark, our co-host and resident astro bombshell. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I am today's host and Chakra Girl Co's resident astrologer, Rachel Clark, and we are a community of multidimensional women on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have a very special guest, Amy Pemensky. She is the founder of Amy Natalie Co, her embodiment and mindset coaching business to power female entrepreneurs in their relationships and business. She supports women to trust their intuition, to embody their confidence, and to overcome their limiting beliefs so that they can increase their income and impact. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thanks for having me here. Yes, we're so excited to have you. So we like to start the show on a high vibe by sharing what we're the most excited about today. And so I'll go first. Today, I am the most excited that it's Venus Day. This is the day that I reserve for radical self-love and pampering every single week. I only work a half a day. And it's the way that I get to nurture my Libra moon on a pretty consistent basis. And so have you ever planned your week according to the stars? I haven't. No, I usually take like half a day off on Friday as well. It's definitely a lighter day, but um, I have a Libra moon as well. Yes. Wow. Love that for us. (laughs) Here we go. Yes. What are you the most excited about today? I am the most excited because I am leaving for a trip to Tulum, Mexico next week. So I feel like it's the end of the week getting into like vacation mode, like haven't been on a real vacation for a long time. So this feels really good. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm like, everything in me is getting so excited to travel and where I'm at in my life right now in just a month, like almost to the minute, (laughs) I'm going to be driving down to Arizona where I'm moving. I'm currently up here in Washington. And so I'm going to get some of those travel jitters that I'm I'm really like starting to feel, going to get them out of the way. And I'm I'm super excited for that whole trip. It should take about two days. So two days of, of travel. (laughs) but uh, yeah there's something special about changing your environment too I love that yes oh my gosh for sure and especially as a Gemini like I really thrive through those changes what's your sun sign I'm also a Gemini (laughs) oh my gosh what wow love it love it let's see what's your rising let's just let's just get all three yes I'm a cancer rising Okay. I'm a Scorpio rising. So we're not the exact same person, but we're close. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was going to say it's another water sign. And so you, you go a little bit deeper than I do with as far as like levels of water between cancer and Scorpio, but that's also Mm -hmm. so beautiful because a Scorpio rising, it's like, you really came here to just be like this mystical, magical, but mysterious being. And so that's so special. I I love that Mm. triad for you. Thank (laughs) you. Yeah, of course. So let's do a chakra shout out today. I want to shout out Pearl Powder from Sun Potion. It is an adaptogen slash supplement. I've been adding it to all my smoothies, my coffee, my food. Uh, I made chocolate the other day and added it to there. Like I'm adding it to literally everything. And I have noticed that my skin is glowing. And that is something that I've never experienced in my life. I've always had a really tumultuous 
uh, relationship with my, with my skin and, and mm. looking for health and in that realm. And so this has been amazing. And not only that, but like my hair is getting longer, it's stronger, my nails are so much stronger. And so it's awesome. And, and like I said, especially my skin is glowing. So 10 out of 10 recommend to anybody who wants to try it, but that's my shout out. Who would you like to shout out today? Amazing. I actually just started to use some new skincare product as well from a company called Lime Life. And I've been really loving, they have this one drop hydrating skin oil and it feels like just like that next level of self-care, like that next level of nourishment for my skin and something that feels yeah, really lovely whenever I use it. Oh, yes. And especially your moon loves that. Like <laughs> it's just a way for you to hold yourself on a, on a deeper level. So I, I love that so much. I'll definitely have to give them a try because again, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on this journey. I'm committed now. We see a couple of results, like it's, it's time. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah. I would love to know what is your current morning ritual? Mm -hmm. Currently I've been really enjoying doing about 15 to 20 minutes of breath work before I do a 10 to 15 minute meditation. And what I've been finding is doing the breath work before I drop into meditation helps to kind of like really clear the mind chatter and allows me to drop into meditation a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of like my two primary practices. And then I love reading something inspiring. I love journaling. It just depends on the day, what I feel like. And I love having that fluidity with my morning practice, like setting aside the time for it. And also like committing to the things that I know that are going to make the biggest difference for me. And also like giving myself space to check in and be like, what do I feel like today? What, what, what do I need? And sometimes that's reading. Sometimes it's dancing and moving my body. Sometimes it's journaling. It just depends on what that day brings. Oh, yes. I love that. And especially as Gemini, sometimes, you know, getting into a meditation and actually like sticking the course of it can be really challenging. And so I too, in, in my own rituals, like I find that connecting with my body first is integral to the meditation and, and actually going deep with myself, you know? And uh, so I love that. <laughs> um, what mm -hmm. about your favorite crystal? So I love amethyst. I just love like I love more like the geodes that haven't been like super polished and stuff. Um, just amethyst representing like abundance and yeah, it just to me is such a beautiful color. So I really love amethyst. Yes. Uh, amethyst is so good. I think that amethyst was the very first crystal that I ever picked up and over quarantine, there's a, crystal store in Los Angeles called open eye crystals. And for quarantine, they were hosting like crystal QVC every single Friday where like you could claim crystals. And over the course of quarantine, I bought so many crystals. Like <laughs> I think that my tallies were up into like the four figures of how many, like how much I've spent on crystals over quarantine. And I'm actually like attuned to their magic now. I get it. I genuinely get mm. it now. 
-hmm. (laughs) They're very special. So we talked about what your Zodiac sign is. So I guess my question becomes, have you ever had your natal chart read or even looked at your natal chart before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done a couple of different readings. So that's been really supportive and just really confirming. I find that oftentimes we kind of can see certain patterns or know these things about ourselves, but having your chart read is like, it's almost like this deep exhale of, oh, like, yeah, that's me. Like, that's why I am the way that I am. That's um, totally feels resonant with who I am and who I'm becoming. And I think that it is such a supportive yeah. So supportive to have that at least, you know, once in your spiritual path, if not multiple times. Oh my gosh. Yes. When I first really connected with my natal chart, I remember just feeling for the first time, like something outside of myself, which at the end of the day is still me that it got me. And from there, it just, it created this wave of compassion towards myself and towards even the other people in my life. And I truly believe that your natal chart is like the ultimate compassion tool. It's the, it's the ultimate like confirmation that you truly are on your path. If trusting yourself is not enough, right? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. and so when we go into the natal chart, what I always say is that it actually is also a tool for self-trust and for coming home to yourself in that way and seeing that, oh yeah, all the, all the directions that you feel pulled to go in, like, here's the confirmation that you can trust yourself to go there. Like it's, it's all about, this is one of my, my favorite quotes. It's my own is, (laughs) you know, we always say like, trust the universe, trust the universe, trust the universe. But with astrology, it becomes discover the universe that exists within you and trust yourself instead. And so I love that this lines up so well also with, with what you do with, you know, trusting your intuition, trusting yourself. And especially as women, this is a power place for us. And so love this. (laughs) Mm. Um, So my last question before we get into things is who do you admire the most and why? Who do I admire the most? Mm. Lately, I have been feeling really pulled and I don't know that it's actually a specific person. I think it's more of an energy that has been pulling um, or drawing me to it. And it's really women who are paving the way for a new way of operating from a place of pleasure. And this energy is very much this feminine essence of bringing back the, when we say pleasure, it's like experiencing life through your senses instead of through your mind. And it's really about enjoying the moment, enjoying your life, allowing yourself to experience that rich, deep pleasure, whether it's within your body or in a moment where you're connecting with someone, but it's really more of this this movement that I'm seeing both in business and just, you know, for the everyday woman that we have so lost touch from that essence of pleasure and play. And I've been really feeling drawn to a few leaders in my industry who are leading from that place and guiding us back home into our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also been feeling more and more of that pull. And this is something that I 
actually do within within my coaching is all around pleasure and um, sensual healing as well through business, through life and actually experiencing life on a sensual level. And there's something so special about becoming present, <laughs> right? Because through pleasure, like being present, it isn't scary. It doesn't even feel unfamiliar. You find safety and presence through pleasure. And so, yeah, abs absolutely. And it's, it's something that's very close to my heart. And so I, I also love that you're being really pulled towards that because especially as women leading from this space, this is where our power lies again is, is in pleasure, play, excitement. And I remember I used to drive so many of my business coaches crazy because I was never about structure. I was never about, you know, um, it has to be a certain way. Like we can create structure through our pleasure, our play and our excitement by simply following it. And so, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. So tell us about your spiritual awakening and how that led to making intuitive mindset coaching your life's work. Yeah, I love this question because I do feel like my awakening is a huge part of why I do what I do and why I love the work that I do. I would say that my awakening was around the age of like 26 or 27. And at the time I would say I was living like a pretty, what you would call picture perfect lifestyle. So I got married at the age of 25. We bought a house. We had a really cute designer looking golden doodle puppy. And really, you know, I had my own business at the time. I was a nutritionist and from the outside, everything looked like I was headed to the path of success, the path of success that society deems as successful. And yet on the inside, I was experiencing a lot of emotional pain. I was experiencing depression. I was experiencing anxiety. And I was also experiencing physical symptoms. And I believe that was my body really speaking to me to, to share that like something was off, that I was out of alignment in some way. And I knew that there was something off, but I didn't really know what it was. And because everything on the outside looked perfect, I kept blaming myself being like, what's wrong with you? Like, why can't you just be happy? Why can't you just be grateful for what you have? Why do you always want more? Like really in that space of shame and also guilt and being afraid, being afraid that if I did decide to express my truth or admit my truth to myself that I wasn't happy in the lifestyle that I created, um, both that it would upset the people around me and it would be scary to think about, well, if this isn't it, like what else am I doing? What else would, would, would happen? So through, you know, being in a space of eventually after going to a bunch of different therapists and coaches and do reading and listening to podcasts and just trying to do all of this kind of like mental work around, please, like I need to figure out the answer. I eventually got to the space of surrender where I was like, okay, I've tried to figure this out in my head. And I remember being in the bathtub one night and just being like, God, universe, source, whatever's out there, like, please help me. Like, I need a sign. I can't figure this out on my own. And I know that there's 
a, there has to be something greater for me. Like there has to be. And it was the first time I ever even connected with something greater in my life at the age of 26, 27. And after that, I really started to tune in. I was getting, having really bad anxiety. So I was waking up at like 4am. I knew that there was a big change coming, but I hadn't gotten clear that I was going to leave my marriage or like, it felt like I was going to die if I decided to do that. And so I did a lot of deep inner work to get to that place of self-love and self-trust and to feel worthy of having the life that like my soul was telling me I was capable of and that was possible for me. Yet I just felt so limited in that space. And eventually I got to that place through meditation, through my own spiritual practices where I heard that voice that was like, you know, you can't keep living this way and there is a better option. And so through that and understanding how manifesting works and really trusting myself, I decided to leave my marriage and really it was essentially a starting over. It really shifted the way that I did business. So I went from teaching nutrition, working with food and holistic health to really more of a mind-body approach of, of understanding why we eat, the behaviors behind why we eat. And then that very quickly just shifted into work around self-love and worthiness and self-trust because when we're when things aren't working in our business or with our health or in relationships, it often comes down to these core factors and core beliefs that need to be shifted. And that's what really brought me to where I am today, working with entrepreneurs and supporting them with their mindset and intuition so that they can create the life that they love. And most importantly, that whatever they're doing is in alignment with their soul versus living from a place of fear. Yeah, beautiful. And I love that, that you bring up, you know, the way that intuition is something that you also got to develop, you know, like it is something that we're all born with and we, it's, it's an ability that we can tap into, but at, you know, sometimes it takes those, those different life events to kind of provoke us to fine tune this, like this intuitive ability that we have. And so that actually leads me into the next question, which is something that even I'm curious about is, you know, when it comes to leaning into intuition. How do you know when it's fear versus intuition? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is where the practice comes in because it does take time to recognize what does fear sound like and feel like for you? And what does intuition feel like for you? And the more familiar that we can get with the stories that your mind is telling you, you can actually start to become aware of them without believing them. Even if you're having a physical fight or flight response in your body, you'll know that that's actually fear versus intuition. So fear usually is pretty loud. It usually creates anxiety. We get this like um, tightness that we get, just a contraction essentially. And the reason why it's so confusing is because most of the time when you are following your intuition or thinking about following your intuition, it's going to take you out of your comfort zone. So even if it is truly your, your authentic self that's guiding you towards that, the path to getting there, there is going to be fear that comes up along the way. 
But that fear isn't your intuition. That fear is your mind being like, wait, we've never done this before. This feels scary. We don't have the exact roadmap. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. And that's really where the leap of faith happens where it's like, okay, like if I really want to make these changes, if I really want to feel different, I have to trust that feeling. I have to trust that knowing and it won't go away. It will keep speaking to you until you actually listen. Oh, yes. Oh, that's, that's so good because it's like, you know, where I'm at in, in my life currently, you actually described a lot of it to a T with your own experience. I knew from the deepest space in my soul that my marriage is, it's just not the relationship for me in this lifetime. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I believe that we are soulmates, but I also believe in the power of, you know, once you know, it's, it's time to, to part ways. And so that's exactly where I'm at currently. And again, the whole reason that I'm moving and all of that. And so kind of like this, this balance between those two worlds of like, is this fear? Is this intuition? What am I actually following right now? It's, it's been really powerful to navigate and you highlight that beautifully. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking all of this in, in, in my own life as well. And I know that our listeners are going to really enjoy this too. So do you have any go-to practices or rituals that help you to come back into a space of alignment when you are feeling more imbalanced or maybe leaning into fear more than intuition? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this, I'm really glad you asked that because sometimes this can just be a concept and people are like, oh, that sounds great, but how do I actually do it? So one of the most important things that we want to pay attention to with intuition is that intuition lives in the body. So whenever we get stuck in our mind, racing thoughts, attaching onto thoughts, trying to figure everything out, then we know that we're actually in our mind and in more of the fear-based logical brain versus connected to our body and to our heart and to our soul. And any practice that can really help you to drop into your body, it's not the same practice for everyone. For me, it really started with meditation. I think that meditation is such an important tool because it allows us to be able to be the, learn how to be the observers of our mind. And we don't have to believe everything our mind is telling us, but if we don't know how to watch our thoughts and we just are our thoughts or believe we are our thoughts, then it's really hard to create that separation. So the first place I would start is even if you start with a five to 10 minute practice, we say that meditation is about the receiving. It is about receiving the messages from the universe, receiving the messages of your soul. Prayer is asking for guidance. So with intuition, we want to use both is asking questions like, what is my best? What is my next best step? Where would you like me to go? What would you like me to do? And, and really starting to ask yourself the questions, even before meditation, like what would bring me the most joy right now? And we know that anything that is aligned with joy, that is aligned with abundance, that is aligned with expansion is our soul. Anything that feels restrictive or heavy is, is going to be our fear based mind. Um, And also I do want to share that like sometimes intuition feels heavy because it is a no. So you'll feel that in your body more than in your mind. If, you, if your intuition is saying like, no, that really isn't the route. We all know what a, a clear no feels like. And the more you practice it, you'll know it. So 
those are some ways that I recommend you really get to slow down and listen is the key to intuition. You can't hear your intuition if you're running around, if you're packing your schedule with too many things, if you're staying busy, if you're constantly stressed or zoning out like on social media or watching TV, like it really does take this deep listening, even if it's just for a few minutes a day. And the other ways that I've really found that intuition can speak to us is when we go out in nature, it's a really beautiful space to get some clarity and through movement, getting into the body. I really love embodiment practices where you put on music and it's not dancing. It's really allowing the music to move your body and then sitting quietly with yourself and, and asking the question. So those are a few practices that I would start with. Oh, yes. Beautiful. And one of my mentors, Tori Washington, she always says, let the body lead and allow the mind to follow. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's, <laughs> it's, it seems like such a simple concept, but really it, it is, it's something that you get to practice. And so these are definitely practices that I'm going to be incorporating into my own life for sure. And so I would love to know then what does this feminine leadership, feminine energy, what does that actually look like in business? Because we know that feminine energy, right, is intuition. It's the feeling, it's the creativity, um, it's the ease, it's all of those things. But what does that look like tangibly in our businesses? Yeah. So it's similar to what you just shared is before we make any decisions, whether it's to provide a new offering or when we make big decisions, or they could even be small decisions of how to navigate a challenging conversation with a client or with a team member. It's really first getting into alignment with yourself energetically and feeling in your body, being grounded in that, and then acting and moving from the mind. So we are taught to think with your mind and like, kind of like ignore everything else or think first and then see if it feels right. But really this, this feminine leadership is connecting to what would love do, or what, what does this, what would feel the most expansive for me and making decisions based off of that first. And knowing that as an entrepreneur, like there are going to be a lot of risks that you're going to take and it takes leadership to be so connected to your vision that you're willing to take those risks, even if the answers don't feel so specifically aligned. So I'll give an example of this where recently I brought on another team member. I brought on an online business manager. And if I were to look at the numbers on paper and I were to look at the cash flow, like with my existing team and all of my other expenses, like does it make sense to bring this person on? Not really on paper. However, I trust that me being supported and me having a team that is inspired by my mission and who's here to support me, that my business will grow. It's inevitable to me. There's no question about it. So those are some of the decisions that we might make for more of the feminine, which is more of the, the, the faith and the intuition of, how can we allow ourselves to be supported? And the feminine is not just, I think this is kind of a part that a lot of people miss. The feminine isn't just emotions. It isn't just intuition and feeling. It's also powerful and fierce. 
And we need that as female business owners to stand in our power, to stand in our truth, to set healthy boundaries, to honor our yes, to honor our no, like that's all the feminine too. It's not just the, the feeling stuff, which I love. And, and I think we need more of that. And for a lot of women accessing this part of the feminine that is powerful is actually what we need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that you bring light to that too, because powerful and fierce is the way that it feels when you actually channel that into your business or into your life, right? Like that's what it truly feels like. It does. I wouldn't, I've always, um, had a challenging time to relate to like the whole, just like flowy goddess archetype. And that's something that I've been working to bring more into, um, my life, but yeah, I'll, I'll tell you like, that's exactly why is because it feels so powerful to be in what is natural to me. Right. Like, and, and to be able to say that we've created something really phenomenal through that energy and, you know, sitting with that and everything like, again, yeah, it just, it feels so powerful and good. And so a lot of women that I know in entrepreneurship are always kind of like walking this line between their masculine and their feminine. And like, especially that, that masculine, like overdrive, overworking, overstructured, you know, things of this nature. So for somebody who is experiencing that and is wanting to shift into more of their feminine energy in their business, like, is there a way that you would suggest um, for somebody who is really attuning to this energy within themselves? Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Well, I can relate to that journey all too well. So the reason why my podcast is called the feminine frequency podcast and why it's 
such a big part of my work is because it's been a journey for me to really release the the masculine or particularly the toxic masculine or the masculine overdrive. And the truth is that we do need both. We need to learn how to dance between them. I don't even necessarily think it needs to be a balance because the balance is going to look different for different people. For example, if in human design, if you're familiar with human design, I'm sure you are as an astrologer, but for our listeners, you know, human design, if you're a generator per se, like you, you might be able to be in your masculine getting stuff done hyper productive without getting burnt out. And of course we all need time to recover and we all need time to do things. But if you're a projector and you're trying to operate like a manifesting generator or a generator, like it just doesn't work. And so the reason why I bring this in is because it's not just about masculine and feminine energies. It's really about learning what works for you. And we know that when, when a woman is too far in her masculine, we get into adrenal burnout, we get into overwhelm, we get exhausted and it's not sustainable. And we know that if you don't have enough structure and you err more to the side of way too far in the feminine, we don't get anything done. We're stuck, we spin in circles. And so it's really about finding your own edge. What I find for women, especially a lot of the women that I work with, I, I work with both sides. So let's say you're coming from the corporate world and you're coming into being a business owner, you might still take with you a lot of those same worker bee energy of always having to work. And it actually is a deprogramming in your mind of the understanding that like, you don't have to work all those hours in order to be successful. So there's some mindset and energetics here, but really for some of those women, it might actually be going really swinging all the way into their feminine and kind of hitting their edge of the discomfort of being so far in their feminine to kind of come back to the middle. And I see that happen a lot where maybe someone who's, you know, in, in, in a corporate job and then they come out and then they are running their business that way in that hyper-masculine, it doesn't last very long. They get exhausted. I also see people who go from that nine to five and then they go all the way to the other side because they're like, oh, I have all this free time. I can make my schedule. And then they find, oh, I need a little bit more structure. So I think that it is a really individual journey, but to start, I would say is look at your schedule and, and see what would feel really nourishing to you. Do you want to work with clients five days of the week, or is there a day that you would like to have more like quiet time to work on projects and more creative space in your schedule? Right. Um, really taking a look at your schedule to see can you give yourself breaks in the afternoon to let go of your computer and go take a walk out in nature? These are things as entrepreneurs we can be looking at. And sometimes just looking at the structure actually creates more freedom to be in our feminine. If we don't build it into our day, sometimes it doesn't happen. So if someone's more in their masculine, I would say the first place to start is put it in your schedule and, and give yourself the space to just be. Yes. And 
We mentioned the planning your week according to the planets in the very beginning. And for myself on Mondays, which is ruled by the moon, those are my creative days. I don't, I don't push, I don't force. It is all that flowing nature for me where it's like, you know, if I, if I want to spend the whole day in bed, then guess what? I'm going to do it. Like if I want to get out into nature and go for a hike and then come back and have like a creative session with myself, then, then that's what that day is reserved for. It's like, it's, you can think of it like being on the first day of your moon. Your That Monday has that sort of energy to it, which if we're looking for a day of the week and especially for the more masculine energy oriented women and entrepreneurs out there, this is one way where you can kind of like keep some structure and still allow for that time for flow. So yeah, that that's beautiful. So let's switch gears slightly. I would love to know, how are our relationships and our businesses connected? Mm. Yeah, this interrelation between business and relationships has become so apparent to me the more and more I work with women, the more and more I work with business owners. They're, they're both, you know, if we were to even just look energetically, there's the polarity in business so that we were just talking about the masculine and feminine energy that shows up in relationships as well. Boundaries show up in both relationships and business. If we were to look at limiting beliefs of what we feel we're worthy of, some people might feel like they have more worthiness, um, like a more of a lack of worthiness conversation around money, whereas other entrepreneurs might have a lack of worthiness conversation in the area of relationships or your, your overall level of worthiness, if we were to work on that, would actually elevate both your business and your relationships. So on a mindset level, on an energetic level, um, you know, I think that there, the, who you are and how you think and how you act and how, who you're being is going to impact your business and your relationships. And so the work that I do is really not relationship coaching and not business coaching. It's about who are you being, who, how is your mindset? How is your energy? How connected do you feel with yourself and your truth? And then using intuition in both of those places, which I love to coach on for business and relationships is, is really getting out of the, the ego mind of, of the success and the results and getting into the truth. And, and that usually allows us to attract more money, attract the relationships that we desire when we are living in our truth. So that's like a little synopsis, but I, this, I geek out over this, like it's all related. <laughs> uh, yes. No, that, that makes so much sense. And um, when I think about it in my own coaching, oh yeah, I totally see that, that connection now that you highlight that for sure. So you talked about boundaries and speaking your truth and using your voice. And so I know that you're an expert around this. And so when it comes to setting boundaries, I hear you use this term sacred boundaries. And I would like to know, you know, a little bit more about that. And even like, is there a time where you overcame fear around setting a sacred boundary? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, 100%. I was very much a people pleaser for a really long time. And I would say it, it shows up a little bit now. However, it's not my primary way of operating in relationships and, and boundaries, you know, a lot of people are afraid of them because there's a few reasons why people are scared. One is hurting other people's feelings or feeling like you might be letting someone else down. The other is the feeling of being afraid of being rejected or judged or people thinking that you're selfish or that you're rude or whatever, you know, people might think that the mind is telling you that they might think. Um, and, and when we don't set boundaries, the reason why I call them sacred boundaries is because when we're not setting boundaries, our energy is being leaked. It is draining. It is being taken from us, our time, our energy, our valuable essence, and we aren't as nourished. So it's really hard to show up for your soul mission and your soul calling when you're depleted, when you're not honoring your time and your energy. And this is, yeah, boundaries really allow us to show up as our highest self, to give in our highest capacity, to make more money, to be the best versions of ourselves. And if we're not setting boundaries, then we're, we're going to fall short in a lot of those areas. And I know that they're hard to set because we come from a patriarchal society where we've been taught that, you know, women need to be there's a certain way that we need to act in order to be successful in society, in order to be good girls, in order to be accepted and liked. And we as humans have such a huge, deep fear of not being liked. In our primal brain, it tells us that if we're not liked, if people don't approve of us, we're going to be alone or we're going to be outcast, which on a primal, primal level means we're going to die. And that's what we're up against. We're up against like, am I going to die by sharing my truth? Because truly you're not going to die. And even if this person is mad at you for a moment or, you know, doesn't love what you have to say, you're not actually going to die. But that's what our mind tells us. So I love this conversation around sacred boundaries and, and, and using your voice because it's one thing to like, we, we build a lot of resentment towards other people and feel frustrated when we don't have boundaries, which is also a huge energy drain for us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I love that you also bring in that example around like, we're, we're afraid that we'll be alienated in some way, right? If we do speak up in our truth and in our power, but also by setting those boundaries and that it is a, like, it's a primal thing, right? Where, where we're scared that we'll die. Like, wow, isn't that, that mm -hmm. stuff blows my mind just to think about. I also love the way that the, that the mind works and kind of, especially as as Gemini's, I think that we love like both how the mind works, but then additionally, like how we can hack our mind and we can begin to, you know, be more in, in our truth and also to kind of eliminate some of those limitations and fears. And so I would love to know what is the last limiting belief that you came up against and how did you how did you heal that in the moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel like 
Let me see. I guess I, I would love to give an example of speaking my truth, which kind of gets into like, maybe like the piece of our conversation around like the messiness of, of being an entrepreneur, being a woman. Um, is it cool if I go there? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yes. Cool. So um, part of what I learned in my marriage, which I was talking about earlier, was that I wasn't speaking my truth, that I was afraid that if I spoke my truth, then I would cause more problems, that it would, um, you know, upset the people around me, that it wasn't safe, it didn't feel safe to share my truth. And that created a lot more pain and a lot more disconnect. And obviously, if I were to look back, like I was doing the best that I could, I had the tools that I had, and like, I have a lot of compassion for myself. And um, believe that everything, especially in relationships is co-created. But if I were truly taking responsibility from my side of things, that if I were to have spoken my truth sooner in the way that was coming up for me, that it probably would have prevented a lot of pain for me and the people around me. And so I made a vow to myself in that when I, you know, after I got divorced, I did a lot of deep inner work to look at, okay, what didn't work? What, what did I contribute? Where can I take ownership? How can I heal that? And a lot of it was around this people pleasing was around um, putting everyone else's happiness before my own at the expense of my own essentially. And so recently I I'm in a new partnership. We've been together for a year and a half now, a little bit longer than that. And recently I was feeling in our partnership that it just kind of felt flat. It felt dull. It wasn't feeling that alive that I knew that we were capable of and that we've experienced together in conscious partnership. And I really got to that place of either things are going to change or like, we're going to have to go our separate ways. And it was really scary for me because I know that speaking your truth, it is a catalyst for change a lot of the times. And that catalyst could either be to bring us closer together to deeper understanding, to be able to work on things together, or it could mean that our truths weren't aligned and like that I had to be okay with that. But because I had made that vow to myself that I would never not speak my truth in a relationship or in any, even in my friendships, because I stand so fiercely in that, it has really provided so much more closeness in our relationship. And it allowed my partner to really meet me and say, oh yeah, like I'm also not that feeling that excited in our relationship. I'm also feeling like something's off, like let's work on it together. And that's really the most recent area where I've, I've had to face that like am I going to speak my truth and am I going to be authentic and real or am I going to have that fear of, of, of whether it's like feeling unworthy of having the type of relationship that I desire. And, you know, here we are where we're actively being and, you know, actively in conscious partnership. And I'm really grateful to say that my partner has met me in this space. And it's also possible that he wouldn't have, and I had to be okay with that. Yes. And that's so true with speaking your truth, especially when it is with people that you love deeply. It sets a stage for growth. It sets a stage for love by doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like from only from there, can you begin the conversation truly 
is from your truth and from what's authentic to you. And so, uh, most definitely. And that's exactly what, you know, I, I'm moving through around speaking my truth and my divorce and also with, with conscious partnership, because we are, we're still together at the, at the moment and making this as loving of a parting as possible requires, you know, speaking your truth and being authentic about what's moving through you. And so, yeah, that's also, you know, so relevant to me right now. And, uh, this is such a beautiful conversation. Just again, thank you so much for being here. So you have some things for us. You have a three part training for free. Tell us about it. Yeah. So this is my three part training that I created last year and it's called activate your confidence. So it's designed to be quick, um, easy practices that create a big shift in a short amount of time. And really what this three-part training is, you get a video each day with a handout to do some journaling. And it's really teaching you how to navigate when those fears come up, how to become aware of them, how to be able to recognize them, how to be able to relate to them differently, and how to shift those thoughts that are either your self-doubt or feeling like an imposter or feeling um, any of the insecurities, feeling unworthy, this three-part training, Activate Your Competence, is a really nice snapshot of the work that I do with my clients. And I wanted to make it accessible to all of your listeners. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I'm really excited because I'm going to take it myself for sure. I've, I've gained so much from just this conversation. And so I'm really excited to dive in. And I know that our listeners will really love that too. And so we're going to move into the next segment here, which is manic moments and manifesting where we share our last meltdown and the manifestations that came out of that. And so I'll actually go first. Um, so a little bit of background all throughout high school and college, which I went to college for maybe two days. And so, you know, there, there is that, but um, throughout college as well, because I, I stayed in on campus for, for a while there. And with being homeless, there, there was a lot of trauma that I took with me. And so much of that was around being able to support myself and, and to live a happy life. Right. And so as I'm getting this divorce and, and I'm moving, I was also confronted with for the very first time since being like being homeless, having to apply for an apartment. And with that, I also had to prove that I could make two and a half times the rent because that's, you know, these are the things that they have in place to make sure that I can continue to be in integrity with payments. And I remember when I was getting my first place back in Michigan, where I'm from, um, and again, immediately after having this whole experience with not having a home, I had to work three different jobs in order to prove that I could make two and a half times the rent. And as soon as they said that they needed my, my proof of income, I felt terrified. <laughs> I was so scared, even though I know that I can make two and a half times rent plus that um, with this beautiful business that I've built, all of those fears came up and I had a full blown 
tantrum. <laughs> and it's very interesting to witness as a conscious woman when I knew so clearly that everything that I was feeling in that moment was the little girl within me that felt so scared when she when she couldn't prove that she could make two and a half times rent. And so I submitted my proof of income and I realized as soon as I did that I wasn't just proving that I could pay two and a half times rent. I submitted my proof of income and I proved that I could make 20 times the rent. <laughs> and I remember that moment just feeling so proud of myself and feeling like, wow, like everything that you have, that you have been through up until this point, it was all for you, truly. Like this, this was not happening to you. This truly was for you. And this all happened to show you that, yes, you can take care of yourself. You can do so with prosperity in mind. And that felt like a really epic manifestation moment because ever since I started my business, I've been very, very ex excited about it. And I realized that I've never taken the time to really sit with success and celebrate that the way that it deserves to be and to solidify mm -hmm. that frequency. And that moment felt like such a celebration. And so it was a little bit manic and then it turned into a beautiful manifestation, which is actually a manifestation that's been years in the making. I just, it's just now hitting my consciousness. So what about you? What, a, what is your manic moment and manifesting? Yeah, I first just want to celebrate with you for a moment and just really feeling that and how big of a shift that must feel. And I think, you know, one of the things with my clients that I do all the time is really leaning into self-celebration and allowing yourself to be proud of yourself. I, I know for myself, I'll like achieve a big goal and then I'll be like, oh, cool, on to the next thing. And it's so important that we take time to celebrate. So I'm celebrating you. Oh, thank you. I received that. I received that deeply. Yeah. So my manic moment was yesterday evening where I'm in the last week before I start my moon and I was feeling very hormonal to say the least. And I decided to go down to watch the sunset because when I'm in that space, like because I'm so attuned to my menstrual cycle and because I'm attuned to my body, which I never used to be. I just know what I need. And for me, it often is just being out in nature by myself, like not with anyone else. And that's just like the best situation for everyone. Um, and so I was sitting out there and the sun was going down and I saw some dolphins while I was out there, which is amazing. So that was a beautiful manifestation. And I had a manic moment when I came back and I was talking to my partner and I was just like, I think I should just quit my business. I think I should just work at a coffee shop. It would just be so much easier. And like, maybe we should just stop. Like that would be really great. And I don't have a lot of those moments, but I do have them. And they're usually when I'm just about to have like a big expansion in my business or when I'm stepping into a new identity as a coach and it feels like really scary before I do that. And so I had that moment last night and we were just, we were laughing about it. You know, we, we laughed and it feels the manifestation that feels so beautiful is that 
I do have a partner who's kind of like seen me through those waves of, of the, the ups and downs and can be like, babe, this happens every time before you do a big launch. (laughs) So we got to laugh about that. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and I can so resonate with that too. I mean, like (laughs) for sure, the times where the biggest up levels happen, there's always like a little bit of kind of just some interesting energy before that, right? Like it, at times it's, it's manifested as being like, oh my gosh, just throw in the towel. Like it's, it's done. Like let's, let's move on with our life. And I've also had the coffee shop thing come up. I used to um, own a coffee shop. And so (laughs) I've been like, let's just go back. Let's just do that. But, you know, it's in those moments that it really activates that self-trust, right? Where it's just like, okay, it's time to go. And, and so how beautiful also that you have a partner who activates that with you, right? Who has seen mm-hmm. that and who can bring you back home to you. Like that's, that's beautiful. So this has all been so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing everything with us. And I'm sure that everybody listening wants even more of you. And so where can we find you? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like really alive and energized at the end of this conversation. My face kind of hurts a little bit from smiling too. So <laughs> two, two Gemini's on the microphone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on a serious note, kind of, you can find me where everyone else is on Instagram. Amy Natalie Co is where you can find me. And since you are a podcast listener, my podcast is called The Feminine Frequency. Okay, beautiful. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Make sure you check out Amy and all the inspiring things that she's doing. Chakra Girl Radio will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Chakra Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.